Thanks for joining us. I'm Alan Burke, a landscape architect here in the Puget Sound region, and you are listening to the Green Meridian Podcast. We are very pleased today to have Laura Wildfong with us. Laura is the owner, the longtime owner and manager extraordinaire over at Northwest Nurseries, which is one of the best uh, regional nurseries for uh, plant material, ornamental and native plant materials in the Pacific Northwest. And Laura has been kind enough to host an annual barbecue every year, whereby uh, we have a number of people from the APLD, WALP and WSNLA and others uh, attend and all commiserate and cause trouble. That's always fun. Uh, also joining us today is my partner in crime, Bill Peregrine. Uh, Bill and I uh, host and uh, kind of curate the Green Meridian Facebook page, uh, as well as uh, a monthly video chat we do on the last Tuesday of the month with a number of business owners. So welcome to you, Laura. Welcome, Bill. How y'all doing? I'm good. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So yeah, we'll awesome get, to be here. Thanks, Alan. We'll get right into it. And Bill, feel free to interject, as I know you will. Um, Laura, uh, give us a give us the quick rundown elevator bio. How, how did you get into this uh, nasty business in the first place? Because my father asked me. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, my father ran the business from 1982 to 2003. Mm -hmm. um, he got sick and after a brief stint with some cancer, he passed away and mm -hmm. uh, while in hospice um, I, and I had been working at Microsoft and had just retired to be the stay at home mom. My kid had just started uh, kindergarten, you know, and you drop them off at nine and mm -hmm. you have to pick them up at three. And um, and so it was hard to do Microsoft work on those hours. And, and so I had just left. And so my dad got sick and I was caring for him. And when he was in hospice, uh, he was like, you know, you're not doing anything, Laura. It'll be easy. It's a mature business. Trust me, everything will be fine. <laughs> uh, and all I could say to him was that dad, I know nothing about plants. You know, nothing. nothing, nothing could be more relaxing than uh, going into retirement and then taking over a nursery business. Correct. And that's why I said I retired for a reason. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and he had I, he had some long term employees at the time who have since retired who mm -hmm. could run the business. They ran it while he was sick. So I wasn't as worried about that. I just didn't know anything about the business. And right. so with the help of my employees, I had about five years to learn plants and how to buy and how to run the business and get to know the industry. Um, you, weren't, you weren't really a, a savvy gardener at that point. Oh, no, my, the, the best stories I've had is that my dad would bring over plants and, um, and he'd drop them off in my front yard and say, you know, just plant them along the side of your garage. And he'd come back four weeks later and they hadn't been watered or planted. And so he'd learned that if he was going to bring a plant, he also had to bring a shovel and plant it for me. Oh my uh, gosh. And so, so no, I, I, I am to this day, not a gardener. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. uh, I've learned to love plants 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, you know, uh, I'm a tree buyer. So I, that was the first thing I learned was trees. Uh, but I've learned to love shrubs and perennials and mm-hmm. I love the people who geek out on plants. So you, uh, uh, it was a real, but uh, no, baptism, I don't baptism by fire for you to really, baptism by fire. Yeah. 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 And how, and it, how long ago was that? How long ago was the, the, uh, 2004, he passed away late 2003 and I, you know, officially took over the business in 2004. So it's been 20 years now. Just been 20 years. Correct. Wow. Wow. Right. That's Amazing. fantastic. Yeah. I, you know, like I said, is that I, I started in 2004 and the economic downturn came for us. It was mm-hmm. about 2010. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying the year before. I, I, that I finally got my feet on the ground. I felt like yeah. I understood the seasons. I understood the cycle. Right. I understood my employees, the inventory buying, the 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 cash flow, I, everything. And I felt that's what tell, that's what that's what tells good. you there is a god because it's like, well, here's a plague of locusts. How do you like this? <laughs> exactly. Let's, just, let's, let's see if you can handle. Down. Yeah, just stay yeah. alive in this. Go yeah. ahead. You know. All right, the recession's over. Let's have a pandemic. Let's. So, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the uh, large meteorite hitting the earth about the time I start to get comfortable. <laughs> so uh, since it's such a relaxing little boutique business for you, and you 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 probably only work about 10 or 12 hours a week, um, what, what is it? What is it that you do in your hobby time and with yourself otherwise? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that's uh, that's funny. There hasn't been a whole lot of time for hobby time when you mm-hmm. run your own business, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in the craziness of the uh, since the pandemic. Uh, the the pace has been astronomical since 2020. Um, yeah, yeah. It it is. Yeah, little time for anything. But what right? what 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 would you say? Do you do you cook? Do you read? What do you what do? You I, do? I I I I cook in a I, um and before the pandemic, I used to work out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Being back in the gym hasn't been a um much of an option since. Although that's um, it's gotten easier. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Um, but you can tell it's gotten yeah. easier. Cause if you take a look at me or bill, we're just so ripped. I mean, we just, I know. That's we're right. just working out. It's a great and right. <laughs> I have a six pack, but not that kind. So not that tell, kind us, tell us something unusual about yourself. What, what is, what is something you would say about yourself personally that people would be surprised to hear? Um, it's funny. I just got asked this question, uh, about a month ago. Um, uh, I taught gymnastics for 10 years. Oh, wow. That before I went back to school, I was, I wanted to be a, um, a professional gymnastic coach mm-hmm. and taught within, in multiple gyms throughout the Michigan area. I was a, uh, a judge and was down in Maryland, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that had several Olympic gymnasts in the gym. They wouldn't no let me touch them because only mm-hmm. the men were allowed to touch them, not the women. Uh, yeah, we've but, heard about We've heard about the men touching them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Women, especially in gymnastics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, then um, and and realized there was another job that was going to make me work twelve-hour mm-hmm. days. Wow! So you watch these uh, Simone Biles things with uh, bated breath and oh, bated breath. Yeah, it's just it's and watch what's happened to yeah. the sports and to the yeah. 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 It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing, amazing. how these yeah, yeah how they change. You look at the the like the the horse or the the rings or something from nineteen ten, and the guys just pulling them stuff up and it's like a straight line and everyone's clapping and now <laughs> now know, look at them complete. Yeah. <laughs> curly cues are you a reader what are you what are you reading right now you know uh right at the moment i'm reading a um um barbara king solver mm-hmm. uh demon poison um poison with bible yes 
Mm-hmm. You're close. No, this is the old, this is the current one. I read the Poisonwood mm-hmm. Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, I'm forgetting the second half. It's the kid's last name. Uh, but it is, it's about the opioid uh, uh, pandemic uh, yeah, yeah, that has gone on. What's that, that uh, Netflix thing, Painkiller, was just. Yes, which I just saw. The right. Her family, which I think might be overly dramatized, but still. It was highly dramatized, but there's a lot of shades of the, yeah. those who went out selling. It was very mm-hmm. similar, even the threads of that in this in this book. Right. But King Solver is just a, she's a lovely writer, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. is fun. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. I was always curious about that. So when you, you got started and you were learning your way, was there someone in the green industry that kind of mentored you or helped you to understand things better? Or did you have to just completely plow through it all on your own? Mm-hmm people around me. So Stuart Brun worked for Northwest Nurseries for 17 years. Um, he was our plant guru and, uh, and then growers. There were, I, I would go down every summer and go spend time with Japanese maple growers. Mm-hmm. And um, cause I was, I, I picked up trees first and foremost. And mm-hmm. these guys would teach me, first of all, they were like, your father would buy this. Your father hated this. Your father mm. loved it. Oh, that's it. very helpful. Yeah. Would sell, you know, the first couple of orders for the first couple of years, they would literally say he would have bought 10 of these, five of these. Okay. Only mm-hmm. a handful of those. Cause they never sold. Um, and, and so they were really good at helping me with the orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a woman that my father carried on with for about 10 years uh, who runs a nursery down in Oregon, uh, Whitman Farms. Mm-hmm. And I would go down and stay with Lucille and I'd say, yeah, I just met with Carl Mann, you know, the grower of Japanese maples. And then we'd come back and we would talk. And so I learned tons from Lucille. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. But then other than that, um, it is not unusual for me to have a fair amount of customers who will come in and... Um, that I've learned so much from, so mm-hmm. much from, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, listening to, um, you know, like Charles and uh, Glenn and Charles with with you, Price, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, yeah. They're a wealth of information, mm-hmm. and that's uh, a bla- that's a blast from the past. There, yeah, right, mm-hmm. right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They just asked me for a tuna, a beef and onion plant. Huh. Yeah. Yes, that's how, what many, I how many do you need? Yeah. That's what I said. With I cheese or, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're pretty much known for, you know, your beautiful, well-cared-for plants. And uh, you're not cheap. Your stuff is not yes. really discounted. Yep. And I think that you are smart to put, uh, not I wouldn't say a premium, but you put a, a value on plants that's reflected in the care that yeah. shows for the plants that, that, that are being purchased. Um, I know it's sometimes hard to get the message across and you're competing against big box stores and that type of thing to some extent. How do you, uh, how do you think your work and the nursery is mischaracterized or misunderstood and how would, how would you characterize that? There, there are several, uh, landscapers in the industry who will, without even looking at prices, say that, that that she's too expensive. Northwest Nurseries is right. too expensive, right? Flat out, right? right. That, that um, and don't get me wrong, everybody has their favorites, right? And, and, and a favorite where they shop is a it's, a, it's a multitude of reasons why you shop there. It isn't just the plants. It's sure. often about relationships and, right. um, and location and um, delivery schedule. There's, there's a bunch of reasons why, right. um, but it is not unusual that I will have guys that I have known for years um, uh, who will 
come in and buy a Japanese maple from me because I am known for having two inch caliper Japanese maples and larger mm -hmm. versus most of my competitors mm -hmm. are less than a two inch caliper. Mm -hmm. And then they walk out and not buy. And yet the rest of the garden comes from someone else. Right. 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 Um, and, and yet I'm very competitive, especially on some of the more common material on Nandina domestica compacta uh, or a Gulf stream. I'm, mm -hmm. I am competitive on, mm -hmm. but there is a, there's a perception that, mm -hmm. uh, and then it also falls in the line of of favorites, right? If you right. Ask me. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you. Oftentimes, will have an uh, an unusual ornamental that's fairly well known, but yeah. but uh, unusual and it's not specified. I'll see like India hawthorn or um, yes, uh, odd varieties of Daphne. You know that you'll carry that type yes. of thing, which is yeah. uh, which is really yeah. kind of exciting to see. Yeah. We are. You know, I, have to, I have to jump in for a second because you yeah. characterize your business as one where maybe there isn't a lot of people buying from you, but yet I see someone that's a highly successful. I go into your nursery; it is packed full of plants. I hear a story of employees that have been with you for 10, 12, 14, 17 years. Yeah. So obviously, you're being very successful at what you're doing. Um, what do you suppose you attribute the success for? How do How do you keep your employees for 17 years? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, it's a, it, it, you know, it's a great question, Bill. I'm, I'm in, I'm, a, I'm in awe and amazed by them, if that makes any sense. Well, I, I was at the barbecue. They all have like little chains attached to their ankles. <laughs> you notice that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think part of it is a, is a, a fair amount of respect for my employees. And with that comes autonomy. Uh, they've had a they've had a big say on on how we do business and how we navigate, especially the tough stuff. How did we navigate the 2010? Um, how do we navigate the pandemic? How do we navigate um, that once things got really busy again, our customers demanded that I pull. Everybody asked me for all these pulls, right? Will you just grab three of these and put them in the corner for me? Will mm. you grab five of those? And then they wouldn't show up for a month, right? You know, and I. You know, how do I manage that with a good customer service, but that still fits my business model, right? So there's a fair amount of respect with my employees about how do we handle that because, and how do we do that in a respectful way for our customers? And um, I don't know, I, I, my employees really like the customers because really it's about relationships, mm -hmm. right? So did you, did you come in with this leadership uh, knowledge about maybe from Microsoft or some other yeah. industry? Yeah, I um, uh, started uh, because I taught gymnastics for 10 years. I didn't graduate college. Uh, I was 24, 25 before I graduated. And so, and everybody else who was around me was 19, you know, years old because they were hiring these interns left and right. And I was a manager within three months. Mm. Uh, but then again, you know, I, the company went from 2,200 people to 25,000 people in the 18, 1988 to the 2000s mm -hmm. that I was there. Mm -hmm. So all we did was grow. And so all you're doing was hiring. And um, so, yes, I was put into those positions, if, if that makes any sense, uh, and learned a lot at Microsoft. Mm -hmm. um, so you didn't, have, you didn't have a lot of chance at that at that point to micromanage them. You had no. to allow people to, to do right. to grow. Matter of fact, it was all about collaboration to get things yeah, done. Yeah. It was it was really whether it was the test department or the pro, you know product support or it was the dev, and you had to manage egos and uh, 
um, schedules and a whole bunch of things. Uh, mm. Matter of fact, my my what I ended up specializing in was what was called being a shipping manager. I was the one who was able to get the team to actually ship to go to the end game, right? Mm -hmm. To get the pieces and the bits and the builds and the product so that it stabilized, so that it was shipping out the door. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I was a, a program manager um, uh, for the end game. And, and that's just a lot of collaboration. As There's well some added. parallels there and you probably weren't afraid to adapt software and technology. Right, that's, yeah, mm -hmm. that's true, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. We are uh, welcoming Laura Wildfong today, and uh, my uh, partner in crime, Bill, is here with us, Bill Peregrine. We are going to take a short break, and we will be right back. Okay, we're back with Laura Wildfong and Bill Peregrine in tow, and we are uh, discussing all kinds of stuff related to the regional uh, work of Northwest Nurseries and the green industry activities of uh, Laura. Laura. Laura, what's your team like? I mean, you have pretty much professional horticulturalists on, on staff. So all of my employees, uh, uh, barring the three uh, Hispanic workers that I have working down below, have mm -hmm. all graduated from LW Tech. Mm, I see. Uh, and I work, I work really hard on trying to get them to go to, I, I would love it if they attended. Um, right. I, I'll give them, I'll pay them all. I, I run, um, they're fairly resistant, which is too bad. And it's yeah. a, it's an educational thing. They're afraid they're scared. They're, they yeah. don't feel appropriate. The language isn't right. There's lots of reasons mm -hmm. for that. Right. But, um, we were talking about that this morning on the video chat for Green Meridian when we, uh, discussed Bill with, uh, Rob Boyker over at Avid about, uh, hiring and how he's offering all this training and no one takes it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that, that yeah. makes it difficult because you want it to be a nice benefit, but you're not sure that it even appeals, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I was willing to, you know, I was saying on company dime, you know, meaning yeah, you right. clock in and go down to the school and then come back. Right. right? You know, go, uh, go plant ID. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, and I'll pay for the school. I'll yeah. pay for the English, uh, all kinds of things like that. So, yeah. So what's right. your, what's your typical day? Like you, you come in, uh, you roll in after watching Oprah around 11 AM and start casting <laughs> wallflowers in the meadow. Exactly. And... I sit, then I talk to customers and then I walk back home. It's, you know, mm -hmm. it's an easy life, right? There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, matter of fact, it was my dad's, uh, when asked, you know, when the, he had cancer, he had a brief moment of being um, uh, no detection of cancer. So cancer free, supposedly about six months. And then it came back and it was like, okay, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to sit up in my office and watch my customers walk through the door and talk to them um, and then walk home at two o'clock in the afternoon is what I want to yeah. do. Says, yeah. I don't want to be in Venice. I don't want to be in a boat. Wow. I don't, you know, so um, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um uh, it's a fun crowd that comes through my door. I attract a certain landscaper as well. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I, uh, yeah. They come in wanting to talk. Right. Yeah. It's uh, not a, it's not a hands-off experience. And it's, it's not a hands-off experience. And, uh, yeah. They're not there to, you know, well, I can go get, you know, 50 Arborvitae down the road for $5 less. Can I have a discount? You know, I don't, I don't get those people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and they're people I've known for 20 years, yeah, right? You know, right. you ask them about the kids and school and, you know, and yeah, which is a lot of fun. That's okay. great. That's great. So you're, you're working full-time and then some. 
Yes. Like you're, there, you're there pretty much all day and you're leaving in the late afternoon. Yes. If, if anything, um, uh, Jen and, and Lenon tend to bring up the 730 in the morning. They're always there. Uh, mm -hmm. um, seeing how I live 300 feet away uh, uh, in the house on the lot. I'm literally always here, but they tend to open yeah. and I close. Yeah. yeah. It can be a mixed bag there. It makes it all yeah. kind of seamless and too easy. It is true. You're never gone. Yeah. Yes. I think that's true for a lot of people now working remotely too, where yeah. you know, the office environment is actually your second bedroom or whatever. And yeah, you know, you can feed the dog while you're talking to someone and fold yep. laundry while you're doing an estimate or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's not that unusual. However, you literally do have work right in your house. Yes, so, I can go out and and check on. Okay, I, I'm doing a bid. Do I really have that plant? Is it sitting right here? I right. swear it looks good. You know, um, so you have no excuse not to do it. If that makes so sense. So no desire to like dig a moat and put a <laughs> electrified concertina wire fence up and you know yes. guard dogs. Nothing like that. <laughs> nothing like that, right? <laughs> and so how do you how do you assemble and compose the work? Do you 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 do you do periodic ordering monthly? You do large seasonal orders. You're doing trees uh, when uh, bare root is dug in fall. Are you doing you're doing bare root uh, and things like that? Are are you is, do you structure the year in a certain way? You know it it the industry itself structures itself. Uh, yeah. Most growers produce a list, spend the summer producing a 2023 2024 mm -hmm. list mm -hmm. that they get future orders because what that's what they want are future mm -hmm. orders, yeah. right? And, yeah. and Matter of fact, most growers tend to manage, at least the ones that I deal with, they tend to manage to a 50 future order, 50 weekly availability, mm -hmm. right? Because um, that allows cash flow. Because mm -hmm. uh, weeks, you know, every week something can, an order can happen. Um, but right now they're all allocating a vast majority of their inventory to this 2023, 2024 list. And, and you, have fall, you have fall ordering that you're doing with uh, delayed, with dated pay, payments and things correct. like that. Yeah. Correct, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm also ordering for spring. Uh, and then the bald and burlap is 100% done now for a fall yeah. shipping because yeah. the window is November 15th to March 15th, right? right. right? You still right. have to process it on my side and it right. could have, it could be 70 degrees and it could yeah. get more. Part of it all uh, up and increase the prices yeah. around it. Yeah. yeah. And are yeah. there, are there certain, uh, is there a, a specific technology and tools that you're using? You have a POS system there and you're doing the normal kind of Microsoft Office kind of integration. Is there anything special that you want to point out to people that might be helpful? You know, I uh, um, I use QuickBooks Enterprise for mm -hmm. my backend. We use it for POS. We use it for inventory. We use it for invoicing. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, it is uh, very lame in the ability. What what I'd love is the ability. Well, everything I have on my lot is barcoded. We've gotten yeah. everything barcoded. Yeah. Books does not handle the ability to have a handheld device to go in the back of my yeah, cars and yeah. go blip, 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 because mm -hmm. human error is my biggest reason. Mm -hmm. uh, some people say, keep saying it's theft and it's not theft. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm a small little lot. It's hard to walk away, even with perennials. Oh, you're thinking it's somebody selling it, not, not counting correctly. Yes. Or oh yeah. I told you I had six and I had 10 and I forgot I added four yeah. more. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it happens. Uh, you know, I've, taken i've gone in the back of someone's car and made a list and made a mistake well i remember um, last year you had someone show up who will go unnamed who just loaded up a bunch of plants took off <laughs> and then you went true. on social media it was like there was hell to pay 
I, I called him. He's like, oh, no, no, no. And he called back and got right on it. So we don't want, well, we don't want Laura pissed at us. That's John got it. He ignored me for six months. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. You know, it's a, it's a small community. You can't yeah. really run and hide that far. You really can't, right? but that, that could it's, be a podcast of its own. Rude. So we won't, we won't go down that rabbit hole. We won't. We well, I know, I know we're not talking about me, thankfully. Um, no. But as long as we're on the plants, I really am interested um, because, you know, plant choices are really changing. And I know there's been some that you've actually stopped carrying. And I've heard that we're actually starting to look at Northern California and California plants to bring them up here because of climate change. Yeah. And then there's also this whole other thing about trying to get more native plants back into our gardens, you know, and, and all the pretty perennials and stuff. I was just reminded that my hydrangeas around my house, my mop head hydrangea had very few bees, but my other Annabelle hydrangea was loaded, you know, with bees. And, and so we have a lot of things at play here. And I'm wondering what you see as far as plant mature for the future and what you're planning on bringing up. Yeah. Um, in the last three years, I have brought up more California trucks than I have ever. I used to bring up one, maybe two 53 footers, uh, in the springtime, and I wouldn't bring it the fall because then it, it's zone denial, less zone hardy, and I didn't want to have to protect them. I don't have a greenhouse uh, in the winter, uh, but now I bring up 10 to 15 a year. Uh, wow. uh, it's a lot more material. I have sold more Arctostophilus Howard McMinns. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've sold more Arbutus Unido compactas yeah. um, in a 15, in a 24 inch pot, people want that five to six um, evergreen shrub. Uh, I have sold more lagerstromias than yeah, I mean, ever have. Yeah. 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 So um, you're in some new stuff that you were able to spec in an opportunistic kind of way that you couldn't before because it's no longer really a freeze candidate like it used to be, or maybe correct. less so. Yeah, 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 it is. It's true. It, it is true. There's still some things that it's still a zone eight. It says it should live. Everything else in the yeah. zone eight worked, but they did die this year. Well, right? Zone, eight, zone eight's going to be Alaska in a couple of years, the way things are going. So, <laughs> so conversely, how do you feel about the material that's been failing? You had a yeah. long diatribe a couple months ago about Hinoki services going south and yeah. how you didn't want to carry them anymore. Uh, I was just at a growers down in Oregon and his all died and he believed it was a combination of they were potted up already. So they were mm -hmm. dug in a pot so that he could sell them um, all year long. Um, and so he, he summered them over. They then wintered over and that quick snap down in the forest grove area, mm -hmm. they went to wake up in the spring and defoliated, just turned brown. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. He sold a bunch to Pacific plants and I guess 50 of them died. Um, and he's like, yeah, they're dying in my place as well, right? And so has he, that changed your ordering? I mean, you, you're you're probably not carrying Anoki Cypress like you did before. You know, I, this will be the first, no, that's not true. This will be the third year that I have not purchased a Betula Jack Monii. Yeah. Meaning I've had people mm -hmm. ask me up until yeah. this is the first year. Well, that's not true. I had a couple people ask me. And even with this, you know, they're dying. They're like, nah, they're not dying in this neighborhood. You're like, well, you know, I was down, I was downtown yesterday and I think it's, it's a courthouse. There's a really beautiful grove of birches outside uh, uh, Pacific place. 
And well, all I can think of is, you know, wow, that's risky. I mean, at the time it was done, it didn't seem so, but I don't spec Giacomontes anymore. Nope. And, and you're probably not seeing alpine firs or a nope. lot of the blue spruces. Nope. Um, a lot of the Western conifers that are mountain, uh, mountain hemlock. Um, do not do well. They're yeah. not happy. Cryptomerias mm -hmm. are not happy. They, they either died with the too cold or they burned in the summer. Right. Uh, in the heat dome, of a vast majority sugas had a hard time. Yeah. Um, and, and and a lot of the burning. And then there's just the stress factor. Um, are you ordering from like Isley and, and Oregon and, and with people, you know, with a company like that that's specializing in conifers, they must yeah. be changing their entire basis for, for their work. You know, they are, I've not seen as many changes as I thought I would see in their, um, in their custom. Well, that's not true. You know, they have always had a, the West is 20% of Isley's market. East Coast is a vast majority of Isley's market. So a vast right. majority of their plants are zone hardy for mm -hmm. harsh winters mm -hmm. and, and the heat. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so yeah, no, I have not seen tons of changes, although they never carried a jack money, right? Um, yeah, I haven't seen tons, tons of changes on Isley. I have, I got to admit, this is the first year I've literally seen zero jack money on grower lists. Yeah, right. Yeah, and well, that's everybody's amazing. getting the message. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's not just a West Coast. That's a, that's everywhere, right? Um, I, you know, I think that I, I think our conifers are, are you know, Japanese maples, I've heard more and more people say it looked great and then half of it died. And it's not, it's not verticillium wilt. It is mm -hmm. stress. It's mm -hmm. the heat of summer mm -hmm. and the harshness of the winter. Mm -hmm. uh, they really don't like being above 85. You know, they're not meant to be living in an Arizona type of yeah. no water environment. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so they're at risk unless you've got the right environment. They're in, if they're in shade, Mm -hmm. I think they're, they're, they've got some level of shade, right? And of course, they've got water that they stay okay. Additional uh, water over the summer. Yeah. 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 So that's, it's, it's uh, been harder. Yeah. That's, it's just shocking how, how yeah. quickly it's turned. And I think, you know, we're, we've mentioned this many times before, but it feels like we're kind of boiling a frog here. So <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. So I agree. Yeah. Everything is changing and some things stay the same, like the great customer service you can get at Northwest Nurseries from Laura. We're here with Laura Wildfong and we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. We're back with Laura Wildfong. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I wanted to ask you about your work and, you know, you shifted from Microsoft to doing this and now you're a nursery owner and manager for many years. Do you feel like there's something creative and innovative that you're doing? And um, do you wish you could be doing something different? Not, not, not another trade, maybe so, but in the nursery trade that's kind of within your reach now that you're not doing? Is there something like that? Um, I would, it, there's a lot of creativity, I believe. Uh, the favorite thing that I loved about Microsoft, the thing that was enticing about Microsoft was that you learned something new every day. Mm -hmm. And the people that you were around were, I, I was in awe. I, they were, uh, what they knew and their intelligence was the smartest people I've ever met, right? And um, and their, 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 their love of music and their, so it wasn't just their ability to code, right? Um, 
I find this community to also be the same. Uh, they are extremely mm. creative and um, extremely intelligent and um, and very genuine um, for that matter. So I, mm. I really like the community, whether the growers or we're talking about the landscapers who are my customers. Um, and it takes, and a, it takes a very hard. different person to be uh, in the industry in general anyway. It does. Not many other things. It's it's uh, it's unusual to be going. I mean, in essence, backwards the way that you yes. do, or forwards, yes. uh, as the case may be. A lot of people in the design programs at the community colleges are pursuing a second uh, uh, vocation because yes. they did something like you were doing at Microsoft, and it was not fulfilling for them. Yes. Um, so I think it kind of it kind of cuts can cut both ways. I, I agree. I agree. I would love to find a better software solution. I believe that this industry is is always the tail end of the technology dog. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I I think some of our tools are getting technology mm -hmm. right with the batteries and the. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're we're a little slow on the using the software for. Uh, improving our, our our business, you know, right. mine would be a better right. POS and a better website, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's seamless That's ordering, yeah. right? And yeah, I got to admit, the green industry—it's they're not. That's really not there yet. Which is no, really we we do a lot of uh, resource uh, data resourcing around uh, availability during the month. And yes. what we find is a lot of the regional suppliers just they can barely give you their plant list. I mean, they can barely barely pull them together. You yes, know? and there's there's nothing. Yeah. identical about it right you know the whole data normalization that would it take to pull in everybody's right. to have right? right is very very it's a hard problem set as a matter right. of fact right that is but in some ways it's easy i mean you know if you think about it it's really yeah. the same material and you're you've got quantities and you know the the botanical name and the common name and the yep. Yep. the zone allowance and height yep. and flower color and season and all that stuff it can certain set of sizes one gallon two gallon yeah. three gallon yeah. five right Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I've seen a lot of companies try it over the years to produce like a regional uh, database, but nobody's really done it successfully. We, we do it at our company uh, for our own purposes to a list of about 15,000 plants now and update it monthly. But honestly, I don't know why it's not just offered as a, as a, some yep. kind of income service from someone. I think it yep. would be successful. WLS and they tried the same thing. They've been trying to get growers to update their right availabilities yeah, the, yeah. and it, it just didn't. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's I think you just have to continually nudge it to make it happen, you know, everywhere. Yeah. And that might be the part that's difficult. I remember talking to Brianne about that when it was first rolling out. Yeah. So do you feel like there's something as a kind of final question? Do you, do you feel like there's uh, uh, somewhere the green industry really needs to start going or, or focusing on that, that, that you're not seeing as evident as you'd like? Yeah, no. I, I, other than taking a hard look at what you'd brought up earlier, hard look at our, our plant lists in mm -hmm. terms of what does better in terms of our environment, I think mm -hmm. we need to really rethink. And at least from someone who sells plants, it means I have to educate my landscapers because they're going to continue to ask me for a Jack Monty Birch yeah, right, <laughs> for 10 right, years right, before right, they die out of, right. right? You know, and so so part of that is, is educating our, our customers so that they are an educated buyer. Because uh, they really do work in silos on their own, right? People who who do who do design often design the same set of plants. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yes. I think that's right. They, they they fall into a pattern, and right. uh, yeah. um, and what I love about APLD, there's a lot more knowledge sharing between designers, right. and so you can see likeness between you know Laura Kleppe and mm -hmm. and 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 Susie Thompson and some mm -hmm. of the designers that do. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah, sharing knowledge is a great thing. Yeah. yeah, it's been fascinating for me to see too, because we, over the years, we've been bidding plans from people and, and mm-hmm. seen a lot of different activity and, and to see how um, different people interpret a space is just fascinating to see. It is. Yeah. There's yeah. some really talented people. And there are a lot of people that are really striving and trying to make it and, you know, making all the common, you know, usually related to availability mistakes that you see, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So be- before we go, I have to know, favorite plant? Do you have a favorite plant? If you were a tree, what tree would you be, Laura? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I would, I would clearly be a Japanese maple. I, um, uh, and I would have to say one of my favorite, um, and and it's finally become fairly popular. I can sell it pretty easy. Someone says, okay, I'm looking for. I've got a confined space. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a Makawa Yatsabusa. Uh-huh. It is, it's an it's an eight by eight if left to its own devices. So it's smaller than a weeper but it's an upright, it's got a big green leaf and it has this just what I call this, this warped octopusish little uh, mm. tentacles of a, of a branching structure. And it's fall color is yellows and oranges. And, um, and so it's perfect for our smaller yards. Um, wow. And even as a small young plant, it's a pretty plant, unlike a, a shishigashira which is ugly until it's about a three inch caliber. And so um, it's it's gawkish. It's uh, so yeah. One of my favorite, Makawa. I can yeah. tell by your expression that you love that yeah. plant. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> my favorite, yeah. <laughs> I could be a I could be a Japanese maple, but I think I have verticillium wilt in my left shoulder. So <laughs> we'd have to cut yeah, it off and see. It to, yeah, you might as well just <laughs> cut off that appendage. Thank you so much for joining us today and yeah. uh, for yeah. sharing your, your wisdom. And I hope I see you before next summer for some reason. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate no, it. I appreciate that. it. Yeah. Nice talking to you both. Thank you. Yeah. So a lot of fun. For, Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Bye.